You'll Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. A proponent for not believing things you read, you know, on the internet, generally speaking, that's me. I actually stumbled face first into this on the most reputable of sites too, Facebook. I'll get to that. Triers, this is another confession of sorts. Your funeral director, that is me, is scared to death of death. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much so that I wrote a song about it. Speaking of, I haven't shared an update on the record in just a bit, but honestly, it is going much slower than it once was. I don't know if I'm not inspired or just not pushing the process or or a little bit of both. Nonetheless, I've been teetering with these five songs and have not been able to push on to the next one. But... In the spirit of sharing the progress, as promised here, here is a small snip of a new song, ironically titled, Scared to Death. No, I don't wish any painful part of going through this. A child now fatherless A wife never getting that last kiss A suit up, stand tall Hoping they will see right through it all Pretending I'm strong But faking it all along Cause I'm scared to death Of death It's taking everyone around me I'm scared to know What's next Cause no one else around can show me the way to go The hurt I'll know When the phone goes off by the bed I'm scared to death Of death I mean, I think it's the pain The unknown The possible trauma The mess All the lingering Helplessness Hopelessness All of these thoughts make death so scary to me or made it so scary to me. I mean, I know my body will be tended to by my family and caregivers or nurses or doctors or the like, whoever it is. I also know if I am to die now, the team that we have put into place would be so delicate and lovely to my shell, or at least I hope, of course they would, which once housed my spirit, which is now hopefully, if I was to die right now, on its way to eternal life and joy. Until I stumbled upon my inbox, these words where the most simplest and beautiful of words that I gazed upon, that I consumed, is what makes me no longer scared, really, at all. I'll get to that. As always, this and every single episode of YDT is sponsored by this delicious cup of big turkey foot coffee. Yum. I've had like seven. 
Head on over to youldietrying.com, grab a bag, grab some swag. Follow me on Insta at Nathan Morris, at You'll Die Trying Podcast, and of course on Tiki Talk. Just find my name at Nathan Morris, at You'll Die Trying, at Morris Family, blah, 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 blah. And of course, EFF, uh, and their financial support of not only this show, but the families we serve. Thank you. Express Funeral Funding, providing financial assurance to the families who call upon our homes. You know, with the unfortunate days ending where handshakes mattered, your words mattered. They still do, but they don't hold true. Funeral providers now need to secure funds for services. EFF supports families with their family pay option. As many people utilize the proceeds of insurance to cover funeral costs, EFF offers families the ability to assign the proceeds to the funeral home where the funds are distributed to the homes almost immediately, alleviating the balance due from the family's minds, not to mention the ability for the family to receive their proceeds as well. I mean, really, it's called family pay. EFF does the work on the back end with the insurance companies so families and us funeral directors may come together to celebrate, grieve, and gather on the other end, the most important end. Funeral directors, owners, visit expressfuneralfunding.com to learn the financial peace of mind EFF offers to those whom we love and we serve. All right. Season two, episode 125. A show which pulls back the curtain, takes down these walls brick by brick, and exposes the true hearts of those caring for those you love most. Get your quill pens ready. Here are those words. There was a moment when Moses had asked God what his name is. God was gracious enough to answer, and the name he gave is recorded in the original Hebrew as Y-H-W-H, Yahweh. Over time, we've arbitrarily added an A and an E in there to get Yahweh, presumably because we have a preference for vowels, but scholars and rabbis have noted that the letters Y-H-W-H represent breathing sounds or aspirated consonants. When pronounced intervening vowels without them, it actually sounds like breathing. So a baby's first cry, his first breath, speaks the name of God. A deep sigh calls his name or a groan or gasp that is too heavy for mere words. Even an atheist would speak his name unaware that their very breath 
is giving constant acknowledgement to God. Likewise, a person leaves this earth with their last breath when God's name is no longer filling their lungs. In sadness, we breathe heavy sighs. In joy, our lungs feel almost like they will burst. In fear, we hold our breath and have to be told to breathe slowly to keep us calm. When we're about to do something hard, we take a deep breath to find our courage. So with the air in your lungs and the time you have, what do you think you'd like your obituary to say? How does it read? Short and sweet, impactful and witty. Some of the coolest and most dreadful tributes I've stumbled upon. The bad ones, I actually wonder if the funeral director was just as terrible. I wonder if it was the family's choice. I wonder if the family, they were not pushed. And if they were pushed a little more to think, what would you be doing with your loved one right now if they were here in this moment? If that question was asked, that question never ceases to open the floodgates. The family may not have been pushed. Next thing you know, you're learning of recipes when you do ask that question and how they, the loved one, added an extra cup of chocolate chips just because. How no one sat in his chair. The story all along about mom keeping the plants alive and beautiful were in fact fake and false because it was dad, but dad let her take all of the credit for he needed none. Those personal moments, things, nuances are what we want to read about. I mean, these obituary tributes are forever on the web. Book, they're bookmarked and pressed between your favorite scriptures. Heck, they're even on the nightstand. Funeral directors, we have a responsibility to make sure the words printed are meaningful. They must matter. So challenge yourselves. Like this family, this is real and it's amazing. The man, the myth, the legend, men wanted to be him and women wanted to be with him. William Freddie Mick, that's all I'll say, died. Freddie loved deep fried Southern food smothered in cane syrup, fishing at Santee Cooper Lake, little Debbie Cakes, two and a half men, beautiful women, Reese's Cups, and Jim Beam. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily in that order. He hated vegetables and hypocrites. Not necessarily in that order. He was a master craftsman who single-handedly built his beautiful house from the ground up. Freddie was also great at growing fruit trees, grilling chicken and ribs, popping wheelies on his Harley at 50 miles per hour, making everyone feel appreciated, and hitting Coke bottles at 30 yards with his 45. 
When it came to floor covering, Freddie was one of the best in the business, and he loved doing it. Freddie loved to tell stories, and you could be sure 50% of every story was true. You just never knew which 50. There isn't enough space here to list all of the women from Freddie's past. There isn't enough space in the Bloomingdale phone book. Now he's embellishing, but you know what? This is good. This is creative. You see what's happening here? You see? You see? A few of the more colorful ones were Mama Margie, Crazy Pam, Big Titty Wanda, Spacey Stacy, and Sweet Melissa. That's on the teleprompter. I got to read it. He, he explained that nickname had nothing to do with her attitude. He attracted more women than a shoe sale at Macy's. He got married when he was 18, but it didn't last. Freddie was no quitter, however, so he gave it a shot two more times. It didn't work out with any of those wives either, but he managed to stay friends with them and their parents. So you got to have a little bit of a, you know, you got you to be a little laid back here. In between his many adventures, Freddie appeared in several films, including The Ordeal of Dr. Mudd, A Time for Miracles, The Conspirator, Double Wide Blues and Pretty Fishes. When Freddie took off for that pool party in the sky, he left behind his sons. This is where they list the names of their loved ones here. I'll leave all this part. I'll leave it out because I'm sure you can find it on the internet. This is my favorite part, really. Freddie was killed when he rushed into a burning orphanage to save a group of adorable children. Or maybe not. We all know how he liked to tell stories. I mean, come on. Be creative. Be different. Don't settle. If you see a terrible obituary. It's not because that person was boring, didn't have friends, or they didn't live well. They just had a creatively inept funeral director. I am Ron Burgundy. Words matter. You only get one shot to make them count. Anyway, here lies, well, sitting Nathan Morris of You'll Die Trying, Morris Family, Noble Monument, Swan Care Center, Nathan Morris Music, signing off on another episode. If I so happen to die before the next one, you better believe my obituary will be something. Or not, but it, it better. See you at the next one.